and welcome to Disney Plus or Minus, uh, the podcast where we watch Disney Channel original movies and do some math busting. Well, that's the first time since I think the very first podcast where you explained what we do. I know. Podcast. <laughs> I thought about it and I was like, you know, we just hop into this every single time. And I mean, we don't have to explain, but sometimes it's nice. Sometimes it is nice for a little explanation, right? So, you know, episode 28, give them, let the folks know what they're in for. <laughs> yeah, no, don't forget, this is episode 28, which in our classic fashion, I will relate this to my age. Now we have more podcasts than the years I've been alive. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. The next milestone is going to be to have more podcasts than the months that I've been alive, which is going to be a lot of podcasts. It's a lot of um, podcasts. Yeah, that's a lot. It's uh, actually, it's 326 podcasts. So I think it's going to be a couple of years before we get there. Just and a so few. We, yeah. So maybe we'll have, you know, a couple hundred episodes where we don't discuss age. But once we hit episode 326, we're going to be back at it. You don't better you be ready for that one. Um, Natalie, before we get started, I have a favor to ask of you. Okay which is I want you to go oh to your phone. Uh, okay. I want you to go to the TikTok application. Oh, God. <laughs> I want you to oh go God. to my profile. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Hold if you on. could be so I have kind. To go through, I follow 11 people on this app, so it's going to take me a minute to get to you, okay? <laughs> you were the first person I ever followed, just FYI. Oh, my God. I love um, that for us. Oh my god! Can I play it so that the sound goes? In sure, the we'll figure podcast? it out. Yeah. Video that lives in your head rent free. Wait, I'll start it over. What's a video that lives in your head rent free? Okay, I have two comments. One mm. that is actually three comments one that's amazing the video is better than i ever remembered it being and i'm so glad you made that two i had it on full volume with the speaker right on the microphone so i assume that that part of the podcast is going to be significantly louder than our voices which just is perfect so i want it to be in everyone's ears very loudly and three how long did it take okay i will i will respond in order one it's fantastic. I also like hadn't watched the video in a while and was like so pleasantly surprised. Two, if it's that loud, I, I will lower that part of the podcast <laughs> and not murder everybody's ears. And three, uh, so here's the thing. I, when I envisioned this in my head, I imagined like, you know how people do like the green screen effect and they like have stuff mm -hmm. behind them. I, I could have swore that you could do that with video on TikTok, but like I could not find like the filter or effect that let you do a green screen of a video, only green screen of like still images or like some other weird ass effects that they had that like were not what I wanted. So I, it took me a while just to go through those things. Um, and then I was, then I was trying to stitch it, um, which is when you like take the first part and then like add something to it. But like I couldn't add a video <laughs> from my own photo library I would have to like record something so I had to like save her video as a video and put them together <laughs> so it's like not an official stitch so, like I don't know how people do that so um, it did take it did take a lot of effort yes it did take a lot of effort granted it, overall I'd say maybe it took me 10 minutes um but it definitely took me much longer than I thought it was gonna take wow. um well thank you is, so much so for hard. doing that just made my day of course anything for you if I knew I and couldn't come into this 
recording of this podcast in good faith if I had not even attempted to record that TikTok, you know? So yesterday you were like, well, I want to do it before the next one. I have 24 hours to do it. And what I want to say to that is, thank God I was deathly ill yesterday. Otherwise you wouldn't have had time to do it. Thank God, exactly. I am so glad that you were ill yesterday. Otherwise we wouldn't have that TikTok. I mean, listen, as much as those were the worst 12 hours of my life, I am now thankful for it. I'm also thankful for it. Can we share with the people why you were deathly ill? Yes, I got my first my first dose of the vaccine and I just got all of the side effects. <laughs> I'm, Including not, I'm not the, laughing. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's just funny because when I got the vaccine, I literally didn't even feel a needle. And, you know, when I do something like that, like when I'm in a place with, I don't know how to explain, but it was the type of setting where my dad jokes all come out. Okay. And so yeah. I said to the guy, I was like, did you even give me the vaccine? And he was like, yeah. And then yesterday... <laughs> At about 10 a.m., I was like, oh, God, he definitely gave it to me. He definitely gave me the vaccine. It was so Natalie like sent me a video that was just her with like, huh, so my arm's like pretty, pretty dead today. I can't really move it. That was at like 9.55. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then five it minutes later, like, it yeah, it, oh it went from zero to 100. I was completely fine. Like completely fine eating breakfast had my morning meeting laughing talking and then i started teaching it's like 10:05, and i was like oh no. oh no my hands became frozen i started having the exact type of exhaustion i had when i had covid oh my god, oh god. wow well you're okay now and you're half vaccinated which we love exactly. so happy for we that love to see it you love to see it and we got a tiktok out of it and you know what you love to see even more? What do you love to see even more? The movie that we chose for this week, or yes. I have to say that I chose for this week, and yes. I just need to get into it because I keep looking at the name and I can't I know, wait same. Longer. Go for it. Okay. Introduce. So the movie that we chose for this week is none other than uh, Camp Rock. What <laughs> Disney Plus says, Mitchie gets the chance to spend a summer at a prestigious, a prestigious music camp. Pretty yeah, much sums pretty it much it. Doesn't give away too release, much, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Initial release June 20th, 2008. So this is definitely the most recent one we've done. Mm-hmm. The genres are coming of age, music, and musical. Because music <laughs> didn't cover it. <laughs> music and music. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. An hour and 36 minutes and a whopping 75% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very well deserved. And I think probably is because of the all-star cast in this movie. Yes. Okay. One, I, I guess I just like breezed over this when I was typing in this doc the other day. I did not know, see that 75%. Mm-hmm. Natalie just saw my genuine reaction. That is a jaw drop. Yes, that is insane. Uh, so well deserved. I'm just gonna say that. Spoiler alert. I loved this movie, but that's it's well deserved. But like, wow, that is a big yeah. one. Yeah, that's a big you one. love to see it. And speaking of the all star cast, my pre pre movie thoughts do name most of them, so I'm just gonna get Great. right into it. Do it. Um, I didn't name them in order of importance to me. Um, we'll reveal the most important actor or actress in this movie to me as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually is part of my pre-movie thoughts. Never mind. Okay. So <laughs> I said, Demi Lovato, Allison Stoner, the Jonas Brothers. Does it get any better than this? Uh, answer, spoiler, it doesn't. No. Nope. I have so many specific memories from this movie. Mishaps in the kitchen, pranks in the cabins. That actually didn't happen. So I don't know why I had that <laughs> as a memory. 
Uh, and of course, rehearsing and performing at Final Gym. A fun fact about me is that I love any show or movie with Alice, Alison Stoner in it because yes. as I'll put it here, she was one of my favorite actresses, actresses growing up. I'm having trouble pronouncing words today. That's okay. It's a side effect. Um, I was just going to say, do you think it's a side effect? Um, have you seen her in her beanie in Cheaper by the Dozen? Uh, of course. Right? And now favorite actress growing up besides Amanda Bynes, of course. Of right? course. Number one, always and forever. Um, anyway, can't wait to relive the music and the romance. Let's rock. Oh my God. I love it. Um, okay. So some, some of you may know this about me. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. But apparently it was news to Natalie (laughs) when I told her this week. I have never seen Camp Rock. I like I know of a lot of the songs. I know this is real. This is me. But like that's it. And I'm honestly I'm I'm honestly shocked. I never saw it because like I was a big Joe Bro stan. Like I think in that era, like I I saw them in concert. Like I have the shirts to to prove it. Like I really. I really enjoyed the Jonas Brothers and like nothing against Demi Lovato at all. Like I didn't dislike her. So I can't see why I wouldn't have watched it. I don't know. But I had high hopes. I, I went into it ha- with high hopes because I know that people love this movie. And I I just have, I will have so much to say one throughout and two um, afterwards. The first thing I'm just going to say is I took six pages of notes, people. On average, like usually we do like three and a half ish like maybe maybe less sometimes and what by the time I was done typing I was like page six I was like oh fuck. oh yeah you have so many notes I just I want to remember every single of detail course. of this um so without further ado let's get into it um we start and we are in what appears to be like a teenage girl's room um we see this little cd um that says "Ooh, i want to say it says mitchy's tunes on it and here's my first thought of this movie is what kind of name is mitchy <laughs> you're right i feel like it's a nickname for michelle that would Thoughts? make sense but like they never say that and it's it, it was don't. so hard for me to remember her name throughout this entire movie i kept i, I wanted to call her demi as i well. write demi like half the time and i was like fuck mitchy like yeah um but yeah so she has like listen this- they they just so- want to pose her as a fashionable music loving teen oh and they do it they do so she is looking at her like self-made little like mixtape cds um she is going through all these outfits outfits which I really enjoyed the dress outfit. She didn't choose it, but it's fine. Um, and she sings before, like she's getting ready for the last day of school. I think her mom like yells upstairs, like last day of school, Minchie, something like that. And she is singing a full ass song in her room, which like this brings me to my who question. Who will I be? Oh, who? Will, there you go. See, I didn't even know it had like a name. I think I wrote, oh, I did. I wrote who will I be? I, I don't know. I didn't know at the time. Um, but like, why do in all these like movies and sitcoms and stuff, why do I feel like people have like 18 hours in the morning? They have I, so much time. In so the much time. I wake up approximately 15 minutes before I need to leave. Exactly. Like I, these people are doing too much. Anyway, while uh, it is morning time, Mitchie's downstairs with her mom. They're eating breakfast and they see um, this boy on TV. His name is Shane Gray. And he's like this pop teen superstar um of the band connect three which interestingly <laughs> is actually just the jonas brothers yeah but they had to give them a new name we can't break the third wall here fourth wall what's it called it's the fourth wall the fourth <laughs> wall let me tell you shane gray is a diva and they let you know it from the start that's true they do they're like 
they basically want to allude that he's like doing bad things but they don't actually name any of these bad things besides like he's rude uh <laughs> right that's it which is like the most that disney channel movie can do right so so we get to the first day of school or well actually before we get to the first day of school mitchy like hid a brochure for Camp Rock and her mom's stuff. And her mom's like, how did this end up here? Like, you know, we can't afford it. And she's like, I know, I just wanted to, you know, send it. So we get to the first day of school and she has the brochures in her locker as well. She sees her friend and she's like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to go to Camp Rock. And her friend's like, you have to. And she's like, my parents can't afford it. She's really sad. Her parents were sad for her. We all just feel bad at this point. Yeah, it's sad. But she gets home. And her parents are like, oh, we can't wait to tell you. It's been five seconds. They can't wait five seconds. You're going to Camp Rock. I think that that scene was in the commercials for this movie when they were advertising it. Probably. You're going to Camp Rock. And basically we find out that the mom is going to be doing the cooking there for the summer. And so they got a discounted rate. So Michi can go. And she's so, so, so excited. Yeah. And like even her mom's like, yeah, you have to help out in the kitchen. She's like, I don't care. I'm going to Camp Rock. It's all good. Like she's so stoked. So now we get severe parent trap vibes, which is all the kids <laughs> arriving at camp, yes. like seeing each other for the first time. It's like exactly like the parent trap, um, except the kids are all musically, music prodigies, I guess. So there's a kid yes. like drumming on the bus. There's kids that are like dancing as they're coming off the bus. We have Allison Stoner with her DJing equipment. Of course. Um, and then this like evil girl who I forgot <laughs> existed. Tess that gets out of a limo uh, upon her arrival, which is just like, um, oh, what was her name in The Parent Trap? The, the Meredith? Stu- no, oh. the British sister. Oh, who oh, in the limo. Hallie is the not British yeah, one. Yeah, Hallie. I can't remember the other Fuck, one. What's the other one? What's the Annie. other one's Annie. Annie. Got you. Classic. So she she reminds me of Annie in this moment. That makes sense. Um. And then we, I think the next person we see is, okay, I have Francis here. His name is not Francis. His name is Brown. It took me two thirds of the movie to understand this man's name. The camp director? Yes. I just call him camp director the whole time. I never heard his name. Great. He He's introduces like, himself. And so I'm like, what? All I could focus on was the fact that he is for some reason Australian. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's Australian and he's a huge bragger. He comes in to like meet the mom because she's a new employee mm-hmm. and he's like, I knew Mick Jagger, I met Aerosmith, like blah, blah, blah. And we're like, who cares? Like, yeah, which made me like super sus of this guy at first yeah. because I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, you feel like you're like schmoozing kind of here. Like, are you even telling the truth? Like, what? Like, what's going on here? But like, that almost never comes into play exactly. <laughs> again throughout the whole movie. Right. So when he comes in, Mitchie, like, runs out of the cabin to, like, go to where all the other kids are. And she, like, literally bumps into this girl, Tess, Tess Tyler. And we find out that her mom is, like, a really famous musician, famous artist. And Caitlin, which is Allison Stoner's character, is like, oh, yeah, Tess, like, she's too good at trying too hard. Mm. And I was like, oh, so she doesn't like her. She doesn't like her. There's some beef here. It's clear. And, like, Allison... Caitlin, sorry, I'm going to do this the entire time. Yeah, I know. Caitlin, off the bat, is, like, very nice to um, Mitchie, where, where, like, it's clear that, like, people know each other already and, like, have friends and stuff, but um, Caitlin was just like, yeah, hi, I'm Caitlin. Um, And I was just, I I literally just have a a line here that's Allison Stoner, oh my god, in all caps, because I didn't realize she was in this movie. Um, So that's just me being excited. 
Um, then we get another camp director, <laughs> um, D, who is like basically introducing everybody and just saying like welcome and then telling them that they're all here to like find their sound. And then she like says holla in this very weird way, which I hate. And I was like, oh no, not the white lady saying holla. <laughs> Um, and then she said, oh, it was not great, but the, everyone loved it. Um, then she says something very important, which is that this summer they are joined by a celebrity instructor. And then we cut to Shane Gray. Shane Um, Gray is not happy. No, not happy. (laughs) Basically he was getting some really bad PR. So the other members of connect three, AKA Nick and Kevin Jonas Mm -hmm. and like their producers or whatever were the like, label you need to, yeah you need to go get some good pr like go like help out at this camp and i guess the reason that this is the camp he chose is because one all the members of connect three went here and two that australian camp director is their <laughs> uncle so yeah. they have an australian uncle this is where i say uncle ron because that's what i think it is that's incorrect again um so, huh. so far two name guesses both wrong <laughs> So Um, we see this is happening. Shane is going to be helping out. Cool. We'll find out more about it later. We cut to the kitchen. So we knew that Mitchie was going to be helping her mom in the kitchen. And she just has the biggest pile of ground beef ever in front of her. (laughs) And she's just like making individual patties. My question is at a camp, don't they get those like thin, like frozen ones? Like you're going to make like 300 patties from just a mound of ground beef. Never heard of that. But oh, this this mom was a caterer. This was her job was to like do a fine catering so like i guess that's why they hired her because they didn't want those frozen beef patties you know just seems expensive oh absolutely but i mean uh, these people clearly pay a lot to go here uh based on you know what we know about them exactly that too i was i just want to say she's just sitting sitting there making beef patties (laughs) yeah she's she's just making beef patties with a literally what looks like a never-ending pile of beef um and then she's talking to her mom and basically, I think this is when she was talking to her mom. I don't know. She mentions that she's nervous to sing in front of people, um, which is like, uh, you came to camp to literally like learn how to sing. So um, I don't know. You're going to have to do it. Seems like something exactly that she like should know that she's doing. Um, whatever. And then she goes to sing by herself because she's scared to do it in front of people. Well, so actually right before, so one thing happens before this, which is, um, she is like taking out the trash or something and she overhears someone in like a high pitched pop star, pop star voice singing. And she like looks into a cabin and she sees Tess and her two minions singing and she's just being super rude to them. They keep doing the same line over and over. Tess can't hit a single note, but she keeps blaming it on the backup singers. Um, so just like in case you didn't know that Tess was so rude already and a diva, then this hints to it again. Also, the song then, they're singing, which I know it has like a full name in production later on. But the, the quote I pulled out was, you think you're hot. I'm sorry, you're not. <laughs> I, I can't wait for all my quotes on it later when she performs <laughs> the full song. It's so good. And then actually one other thing happens before what you mentioned, which is we see Shane like sitting or walking by somewhere mm-hmm. and a bunch of girls start screaming and fangirling him and he runs away and hides in a bush to escape them. And that's the bush he's in is below the window where Mitchie is singing. And so he overhears her singing. Uh, she's singing This Is Me, which yes. by the way is, I, I didn't realize, I think that this was a Demi song from this movie, but I think that's one of my most quoted lines of a song in my regular life ever. Oh, 100%. Um, uh, this is real. This is me. I say it all the time. This is real. This is me. <laughs> like, 
We've definitely said it many times on yeah. this podcast. And yeah. again, I've never seen this movie and I still quote that. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, he hears her singing. I think he really loves what he hears. So he mm-hmm. goes in to try to find her, but she's gone. And he's like, hello, is anyone here? And I was like, oh my God, is this going to be Cinderella style? But instead of matching a shoe, he matches the voice. Oh. Turns, out, turns out that will be what's happening, but not so much later. Wow. Big, huge sidebar. Huge sidebar right now. No relevance. Um, small relevance. Sorry, you just said Cinderella, and that just made me, reminded me that starting, well, the day that we're recording, which is way before you're going to hear this, so by the time you hear this, the um, Brandy version of C- Cinderella will be on Disney+, Plus. so all is well in the world. The Brandy wow. and Whitney Houston version is the best version. Wow. Yep, it's on Disney+, Plus, folks. Go watch it. That's all. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm going to download it to my phone. Do it. Oh, perfect. Good. Um, so we get to the first dinner all together in like the mess hall, I guess. And it's called opening night jam, right? So they have all these different jams throughout so many the jams. summer. <laughs> and this girl Lola is the first performer. And she sings a song where the line is like, who's got it? What? I don't remember. The who's tune. got what it takes. I don't know the tune either. To be my guy. I can't remember the lyrics. She's so, so good. And she seems to be like Allison's friend or I mean, Caitlin's friend or at least knows Caitlin somehow. Yes. Um, and so after she's done, Mitchie turns to Caitlin. She's like, she's so good, like blah, blah, blah. And then like Tess starts walking up and then Caitlin's like, oh, like, well, Tess runs this camp though. Yeah. She says um, it's, uh, it's all about the bling here. And I was like, it, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> like, I guess it just means that everyone cares about like what you look like and like where you come right. from and not your actual talent. Which I was like, that seems counterintuitive to a camp literally dedicated to music, but okay. Yeah. And then I think that because Caitlin says this, Mitchie gets like super awkward and fangirly when Tess walks up. She's like, Mm -hmm. the first thing she says to her is, I love your mom. And she's like, yeah, you and everyone else, like, who the hell cares? (laughs) Um, And then she like just starts spewing a whole, all of these lies, I think, because she doesn't want anyone to think that she's less than them. Um. And so she's like, my mom is the president of Hot Tunes TV in China, and just this will not go well. Oh, no. She also claims that she's been in three different music videos, and it's just like, I, I truly was, was so confused, not necessarily by her actions, because like it was, it was clear that everyone in this camp like cares what your parents do. And I'm like- right. Is that something that matters when you're in like the music industry? Like, I don't know. Like, it's not... I feel like there's certain places where like that matters like a little bit i don't know but like here it seems so relevant to your Mm -hmm. talent and like ability to go far is like where your parents come from that it's just like so it doesn't make any sense to me and all that's all these people cared about they were like comparing their parents jobs and then that's why obviously she lied about what her mom does which like obviously a dumb move when your mom actually works in the kitchen of the camp right like your mom is literally at the camp right like you could you could have done a little bit better i don't know but but i think that what mitchy does ends up getting her the result maybe she's looking for because tess offers her the extra bed in her cabin absolutely um and so then like mitchy's like okay sure and walks away with them and caitlin is left all alone and she's like no yeah don't worry about me <laughs> yeah. like i'll just stay here <laughs> yeah which i thought was like off the top just rude off mitchy because she clearly just i don't know she just dumps caitlin whatever um and 
the the very next thing is a very small scene but important which is mitchy goes back in where her mom the cabin mm-hmm. her mom is staying in and she says like oh you know i'm gonna be rooming with this girl tess like i'm not gonna stay in the cabin and the mom's like oh okay fine i'll just sit here like looking for a recipe of, for chili for 300 for and i saw that i heard this and i thought this sounds amazing because one i love making chili and, and cooking chili those are the same thing making chili and eating chili <laughs> and two as soon as i heard the word 300 i was like oh this is oh. gonna be some fun proportion stuff so it's time for math busters it's time it's time for math busters so this is not really a math bus but instead just what would a recipe of chili for chili for 300 look like um, and so I didn't want to just use any chili recipe. I didn't want to use my chili recipe. I wanted to use a camp <laughs> style chili recipe. Love it. So I scoured the internet for the best camp chili recipe. And I happened upon this one, which serves six to eight. And it calls for one and a half pounds of ground beef, one onion, two to three cloves of garlic, two 16 ounce cans of diced tomatoes, two 16 ounce cans of beans, two to three tablespoons of chili powder a teaspoon of ground cumin, a teaspoon of salt, and a teaspoon of pepper. And so because this serves six to eight, I said for these purposes, let's call it six, right? So that we have more to feed each person. And I did that for two reasons. One, kids at camp are really hungry. And two, kids at camp are really wasteful. Um, So I was like, (laughs) let's make extra food just in case. There you go. So I found a quick scale factor, which is what it serves uh, six and what they want to serve 300. So 300 divided by six is 50. So we need to multiply this recipe by 50. So to make our chili for 300, we would need a cool 75 pounds of ground beef. Oh my God. 50, 50 onions, 150 cloves of garlic, 116 ounce cans of tomatoes or um, 1,600 ounces of diced tomatoes. A lot of tomatoes. Uh, 116-ounce cans of beans, 150 teaspoons of chili powder, 50 teaspoons of ground cumin, 50 teaspoons of salt, and 50 teaspoons of pepper. So, you know, not that much food. No, it's fine. Very simple. Probably can cook it in just one small pan, one small (laughs) pot. Here's my question. Imagine one giant pot for all of that. No, probably not, right? Probably not, but like also maybe. Camps are weird. They have those giant things. Camps are so weird. Do you think the giant pile of hamburger meat that Mitchie had was more or less than 75 pounds of beef? Uh, (laughs) Honestly, more. Right? Because I'm thinking about a container which is a pound and like that just looks like so much more than 75 times that. Yeah. I feel like you can like almost hold like a pound of beef like in your hands. Yeah. (laughs) Which is kind of weird, but you, I feel like you can. So like, I think she made, yeah, I think that was more, which is wild. Also, because I feel like when you have a burger, it's usually at least eight ounces, which is half a pound. And so if Mm. they were serving 300, they would need 150 pounds of meat. So true. Yeah. I just did that math right now in my head. On the spot math busting. You love to hear it. Honestly, you love to do it. Oh my God. You're right. Beautiful. Um, All right. Now I want chili. I always want chili. I really always want chili. It's, it's like the best food time. ever because it's just vegetables and meat all in one and you carbs. It. It's everything all in one. <laughs> um, all right. So 
we cut to Tess in her cabin with her two friends who were her backup singers. And she's trying to call her mom, but her mom's like busy and can't talk to her. And you could tell that Tess is like really upset about this. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. So she's a neglected child. Yeah. She's um, got doesn't, issues. Make, doesn't make me feel bad for her though. No. And doesn't excuse her being a bitch to everybody. Right. But alas. So Mitchie comes in. She's kind of like unpacking. Tess is like being super rude about the clothes that Mitchie has. Um, and she also becomes super jealous when Mitchie has a songbook that she pulls out and they're like, oh, you like write songs, sing one for us. And so she sings a part of the song randomly in the cabin for them, which is super weird. It's so awkward. The other girls think she's amazing. And Tess is like, yeah, it was great, but clearly has something up her sleeve. Like she's not happy yeah. about that. One, a uh, couple things about this moment. One, she when she pulls out, she doesn't even pull it out. The girls are like looking through her stuff. It's weird. And they see the book. They're like, oh, is that your diary? And I was like, why? Were you going to read it? Like, right. what? what? does it matter? And then like, as soon as you like see the Mitchie's songbooks, literally I wrote, is Tess going to steal this? Like I, my I thing really thought that was I thought she was going to like steal it, steal her songs and like try and pretend that they were her own mm-hmm. um, plot twist. It's not what happens i i was like this is it i've i've nailed Thank the entire God. movie yeah. no seriously <laughs> so mitchy spends the first night in the cabin and she has to wake up super early to go help her mom in the kitchen so she like sets the alarm shuts it off sneaks out um and when she's done helping her mom in the kitchen she goes to the mess hall where everyone is and she like decides to sit with caitlin actually mm-hmm. but tess steals her away and is like where were you this morning and she's like oh like early riser um which why would you care where she went this morning? Right? Like, like I don't know. Like, I would, it would be maybe a question, but like the attitude with which she asked it, like yeah. as if she was doing something wrong. I don't know. And we also get a line from Caitlin here when she's sitting with uh, Mitchie because when like Tess and her crew roll in, basically, she's like, she's like, oh, you have to go like talk to her and sit with her or whatever. And she says, you want to be friends with Tess? Don't be. And I'm like, what does that mean, Caitlin? Well, what do you know? Don't- don't be what? Did you hear the line before that? Don't be friends with her. No, she said, are you any good? Word of advice, if you want to be friends with Tess, don't be. Uh, like, don't be a good singer. Ooh. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking yeah. now. Does Things that make more sense? It does. I mean, I thought she was just saying, like, don't be friends with Tess and was being weird about it, but no, oh, that makes She sense. was saying, like, okay. if are you a good singer? And if you want to be friends with Tess, don't be a good singer. Tess because she's going to be, be pissed if you're going to be a right. good singer. I exactly. see, I see, I see. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. So today classes are starting. The camp director is the teacher for this first class that Tess and Caitlin and Mitchie are all part of. He comes in and they're all jamming away and singing, much like the kids were in... Um, uh, Gotta kick it up. Gotta kick it up. <laughs> um, but these kids don't get yelled they at for They don't get it. detention for they it, don't. no. Um, and anyway, he comes in and he's like, all right, who wants to sing first? And everyone raises their hand except for Mitchie. Yep. And he's like, eeny, miny, you obviously picks Mitchie, which like, um, we don't love a cold call, but that's fine. No, we don't. <laughs> Especially when you have so many options. Yeah. Um, she comes up like super shy, but then she starts singing and her singing is in this scene supposed to be incredibly good. Um, I think it sounds horrific. Um, wait, really? I think it sounds like screaming. Are you kidding me? I think every time she sings except this time, I think it sounds good, but I don't like this one. 
Oh my God. I was like, you loved okay. it. I, I, yeah, because, because she starts so small and like meek and just like uh, whispering and he's like, okay, no, you have to sing louder. And then she goes into like, like classic, like, I think like that's part of Demi's voice in general is just like the fact that it's kind of like loud and not screamy, but like, yeah, like it, her voice is very like powerful. So I don't know. I feel like we got a nice little snippet of that and I didn't mm-hmm. think it sounded bad. Well, I didn't love it, but I love every okay. other time she sings in this movie. So I'm not saying okay. I don't think Demi is a good singer, but no, anyway, I wasn't saying that. Come on. <laughs> Afterwards, everyone is like, that was so amazing. She's so good. Like, blah, blah, blah. Except for um, Tess. Right. Tess, Except Tess who, who comes up to her after class and is like, you got to sing backup for me in Final Jam. Ugh. And she's like, I don't know. I was thinking of singing solo. And Tess is like, solo? Your first summer here? That's bold. Oh, my God. And just totally psychs her out. And then, unfortunately, Mitchie changes her mind. And she's like, I'll sing backup for you. This whole interaction just infuriated me like the fact that like Mitchie was like yeah you know I rather like sing solo and she's like oh my god you're gonna like no you can't do that not in your first year and she literally like changed her mind in that moment it was just so sad rude I also um did a side dive here because so the two friends that are already the backup singers to um Tess are Peggy and Ella and I was like I know Peggy from somewhere like where is she from and the only thing that came up when I was, no, I lied. She's in a lot of things. The only thing that like rang a bell with me when I looked her up was the show Naturally Sadie. Do you remember that show? I, that name rings the bell, but I can't say that I remember what the show is. It was a Disney Channel show and like it had this girl as like the main character. And I don't even remember what, it, I think it was just a regular Disney Channel show, but she was like one of the friends. And I was like, oh, and just, it clicked a little uh, puzzle piece in my head. Interesting. And I was excited. So I was just, the the cast in this movie is very deep. Like even the mom, yeah. like she's in like a bunch of shit. Like she's that mom. She's the Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah, she's the Wizards of Waverly Place mom. But like, she, uh, she's into so many things. Like this, this entire cast, I was just like very surprised with just excellent how many people cast. Are in it. Excellent it's incredible. Cast. It's incredible. So next scene, Mitchie's in the kitchen helping out her mom. And this is where the mishaps in the kitchen thing I remember it happened. So actually, mm. I'm very happy. Um, so Shane walks in, all infuriated because apparently they are not following his food requirements <laughs> and she sees him come in and she's like ducks down. Cause she doesn't obviously doesn't want anyone to know that she is working in the kitchen. Cause her mom is supposed to be famous. So she like covers her face in flour. Mm-hmm. Um, so he can't recognize her. And this actually is like, it does disguise her face pretty well. Yeah. Like I would it's- say if she- if Shane was someone who's only seen her once or twice before, I don't think he would have recognized her. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so obviously he comes in barging in, complaining, asking to talk to whoever's in charge of her. And immediately she's just like, um, you can't talk that way. Like you're being a jerk right now. And she literally just like shuts him down. It's like, yeah. I'm a person. You can't talk to people that way. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I was very pleased in this moment. It was fantastic. Right. So good for her. I was very happy for her as well. And he's kind of like taken aback and doesn't know how Mm -hmm. to react to someone talking back to him. And he kind of just like leaves. Um, So then she like quickly rushes to get to her next class. And we learn that she's actually such a quick liar. It's kind of scary. So like (laughs) Ella is like, is that flour in your hair? And she's like, oh no, it's Chinese body powder. Isn't it cool? Oh my God. Right? Like her whole thing is that her mom works in China, right? So everything is Chinese, this Chinese, that. Early year, she had like, I think they complimented like a dress or something she had. And she, because 
at the, this is so like in the very very beginning of the movie when she talked to her one friend that was actually at school her friend had said something to her in mandarin and so she used that line and was like oh yeah it's from the store and like said the name in mandarin she's like it means happy summer and i was like you're right she's so quick on her feet but like to so lie, quick. Is- yeah mm-hmm. it just i am the worst liar that i know so anytime i come across someone who can like lie so quickly and just i just it it's a skill i know it is it I is a skill it's it. a scary skill yeah but it's a skill um, um, so anyway, so it ha- it turns out that Shane is actually teaching this class. It's a class on hip hop dance. Which and you just, which you <laughs> love it. You love a Jonas brother teaching you hip hop dance. So when he comes in, he's like, everyone like get sunglasses and a hat or whatever and follow me. And he starts dancing very badly, I might add. Very badly. And somehow they immediately all pick it up and they're all just doing a synchronized horrific dance. So that, okay. So, so many questions here. One, why sorry they all just know it like it's day one and they, they all just, just know, it. know it which i'm like i get it's a movie but like uh, you could pretend i don't know they it, everyone just knows right. it. you could have had a couple people that didn't pick up the moves well i i mean that actually is part of it at the end because there's one kid that like they finish and he's still like spinning or whatever and tess goes talk about dancing to the beat of a different drum and at least shane realizes that she's rude Yes. This was, I literally, like, what you just said is exactly what happened, like, in real time as I was typing. I was like, okay, everyone knows what they're doing and is super good. And then as I was typing that, that guy fell. And I was like, okay, someone fell. So we have, like, some realisticness right. going on here. Um, and then she yeah. was, like, sh- shocking to me, so nice to this guy mm-hmm. who is the drummer yeah. and was just like, yeah, like, you know how to keep the beat on, like, on the drums, like, through your hands, like, just got to learn how to do that through your feet. And, mm-hmm. like, um, Mitchie notices this and, you know, she can kind of tell, like, okay, he's not a jerk all the time, but it just, I, it was really nice and I, I loved that. Also, just going to just gonna throw this out there. I, I've just found myself watching Allison Stoner throughout the entire dance sequence because yep. I know that girl can dance and that's all I wanted to see. Listen, I I think through this podcast later, it will be revealed why both of us spend the majority of our time focusing on (laughs) Alison Stoner in this movie. Yes, it is. 1,000%. All right. So um, next scene we get to, or next scene that has any significance really, I guess, is Campfire (laughs) Jam, right? So this is the next jam, which happens at night. Oh, I have some stuff in between that. Oh. They are at... Oh, I think it's a little important because so they're in the cafeteria and they're all eating and her mom comes over to the table and obviously Mitchie's trying to hide, you know, that this is her mom, but her mom doesn't know. And so she's asking to meet her friends and everyone like is so weirded out, blah, 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 blah. Um, And then, yeah, I don't know. Basically, they're like, do you know her? And then instead of being like, obviously, that's my mom because her mom's supposed to work for fucking hot tunes china she's like oh my god yeah that she's cooked for like jess and nick pre-breakup and pharrell and so she again making these lies and like even the person who she's claiming she's not even related to but like happens to know like needs to have some sort of status of some sort so uh, she's just like she's very deep in this yeah she's so deep in it i just like think about the anxiety i get if there's even like one little white lie that I might get caught in and I can't imagine a spiral, like a spiral, it just makes my stomach, it puts my stomach in knots just to think about <laughs> like how she must be feeling. Um, oh yeah. Unless she doesn't care. Well, she does. She cares. Yeah. She does. Yeah. It, I, it, it does look like she's nervous in the lying. Oh yeah. 
but she's a natural which is she's a natural all right so now we get to campfire jam yes um and basically this is the first performance where mitchy is singing backup for tess the look is so not mitchy it's like this shiny silver outfit that they're all wearing the same thing except tess is wearing something different Um, tess is horrific she has them in the back corner of the stage singing backup where she's totally at the front Mm -hmm. and the lyrics are what you were saying before but i'll add a couple more please you'll never catch up with me because i'm too cool to know you um and i'm sorry you think you're hot but you're not (laughs) don't take it personal don't get emotional (laughs) i'm too cool why would you sing that Why would you sing that? My question is also, is this supposed to be a Tess original or is she supposed to be singing a song that already exists? I think it's a Tess original because there's clearly a theme to all of her music, which is I'm the best. I'm hot and you're you're not. not, Literally. And Um, I'm sorry that you think you're hot, but you're not. (laughs) You're not. (laughs) Mitchie like clearly hates this. You see her in the corner being like, am I really singing back up to this? Not vibing. You know who is vibing though? is shane shane's in the oh my god vibing to this song and i'm like really that's kind of strange okay no but he's like smirking at how cringy it is i think i guess so it's there's some moments where you can tell where shane's not vibing and in this one it's not that obvious right um so they end it's great um and as she's walking off the stage caitlin grabs mitchy and asks her she's like did you enjoy singing back up and and then ooh, it was just like sting yeah exactly zinger a big zinger. Ooh. Right. The next scene in the movie is so confusing to me. So confusing. <laughs> um, so Shane is like sitting by the water practicing guitar and Mitchie just so casually walks up to him and starts like engaging in a conversation. And I have two comments on this. One, for half a second, he's like thinking like, oh, this is another fangirl, but then realizes that she's not and wants to have the conversation with her but two she was so fangirly and freaking out over people that are insignificant and then she is with an actual pop star and is like totally cool calm and collected i don't get it literally this is my what was a huge question first like as it started and then i i don't know i talked about it at the very end but same i literally i wrote how is she so cool around him like i don't understand how it's just that she can just sit down and talk to him like it's absolutely nothing which is i guess maybe it started in the kitchen when she like called him out for being a jerk she like really easily was able to do that and was like well if i can like call him out yeah i guess that's a good point which like but like i don't know i i was also baffled i was this i was very confused by the fact that she was able to just sit down and and chat with him because they basically have a whole ass conversation he's like playing the you know what? Here's the thing, though. I think that if she went into that it with that mindset originally and then he saw someone trying to interact normally and then was like, oh, shit, I can be normal. And then that feeds off itself. Yes. So yes. like just her that being her initial like I feel like if she had gone in with that initially and he was super pop starry, she probably would have freaked out. That's but true. because he fed into it as well. Maybe it kept going. Yeah, yeah that makes they, sense. They vibe with each other. It's like when we met Balake and. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, continue the sentence because I don't, I don't really know what you're going to. Oh, that right. we, when we met like, Balake and we're like, yeah, can we get some? And Thailand? we had a whole conversation about Thailand with yeah. him, and it was like totally normal. And then we had him stick his tongue out. 
we did that happened that came up in my time hop recently because it was around that, this time yes <laughs> you know what came up my time hop was actually it was actually it was right around this time yeah because it was the day we had off for lunar new year it was like a Monday. It was like a Monday or something. Yeah, because the, bat- yeah, the Bachelor was airing. So and yeah, it was so to, a Monday. To, to let people know the story, Blake, who was on Hannah Becca season. Nope, Becca. Becca Kufrin season. Yep. It was during Hannah Brown's airings. Right. No, it yeah. was during Colton's airing. I'm going to tell you exactly Whoa, what episode so it was, right. too. I'm going to tell you exactly what episode. Please. So Blake from Becca season was, ho- quote, hosting this viewing party at this bar lounge in the city and we happened to have no sorry we had the tuesday from school off so this was on monday night yes Mm -hmm. so this was on monday night and so we were like okay we can go because we have the next day off like most people had to cut out early or whatever and so he was there for the viewing party and like people were fangirling over him or whatever and we were like let's get a photo obviously but also we are about to leave on a trip to thailand in like five days yep they went to thailand on their season let's ask him about it and so we actually had a conversation he seemed like kind of into the conversation he was like you should go here oh, yeah. do this go to this market like whatever yep um the photo that came off my time hop was actually the photo that we took in the bathroom <laughs> of our abs um which we took which i captioned that abs made by beer and fish tacos because we had just drank beer and ate fish tacos what a time what a time. Also, two other things about this. One, I know it was Colton season because it was the episode where Heather was kissed for the first time. Plot twist. Heather just came back on our screens this I know. Monday. And everyone in the bar was screaming when it was happening. And I was like, everyone, please shut the fuck up. I need to hear every word. It was so annoying. I couldn't hear word, what was word happening. The wise, folks. If you want to actually watch and enjoy your viewing of The Bachelor, don't do it at a fucking bar. Don't Couldn't do it at a bar. Thing. Couldn't, Couldn't hear. Thing. All I wanted was to hear. I just wanted to watch the show, damn it. I remember I like leaned over the counter to the bartender and I was like, I can't hear anything. And the guy was like, I don't give a shit about your problems. <laughs> like, I don't care. He's like, this is also, my worst nightmare. This bar is packed of annoying women. <laughs> second thing, Derek was there. Was Oof. this before or after he was on Paradise? This was before. Okay. Yes, it was. it was because before, I remember right? when he was on Paradise. Every scene he came in, we texted each other. We're like, remember when he left with that, ra- <laughs> with that remember random when he left girl? With that random girl, and then posted on his story a random photo of him at another bar with her. Yep. Um, super weird. What? Anyway, times? let's stop. Let's stop talking about The Bachelor. All right. So how did that come up? Oh, because I was talking about Balake. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so next scene, we are in the mess hall again, and Caitlin is sitting with her computer. Tess comes up to her and just picks a fight with her out of literally nowhere. Oh my God. Um, And she like pours her spaghetti onto Caitlin. So then Caitlin throws it back and they start having like a full on food fight. Just the two of them. Um, Luckily the spaghetti is plain. Um, Yeah. No sauce. sauce. Just plain. Yuck. And somehow Mitchie gets in the middle of it because she's like trying to break it up. I was saying she's like trying to stop it. Um, And of course, as this is happening, I thought it was going to be like, disney channel style food fight that is not what happened Uh, honestly i gotta just uh applaud this movie for me having a lot of like oop i think i know i'm gonna what's gonna happen next and that not happening which like oh amazing um and we get the camp director whose name is brown the uncle not francis or ron uh, (laughs) um 
<laughs> he comes in and he's just like, what the hell is going on? Like, right. cut, stops everything, basically points at the three of them, yeah. Mitchie, Caitlin, and Tess, and is like, all you three out here, let's talk. Right. So he's basically like, okay, what happened? And um, Caitlin and Tess are screaming at each other. And he asks one question. He's like, who threw food first? And technically... Caitlin threw food first because Caitlin like spilled her spaghetti. Sorry. Tess spilled it, yeah. Tess spilled her spaghetti on Caitlin and so Caitlin threw it at her. But like she Caitlin obviously didn't start it. But Mitchie, like the little bitch she is, doesn't say that. She just no. stays super quiet, lets Caitlin take all the blame, which is so fucking rude. And as her punishment, what does the camp director give her? But kitchen duty kitchen duty of course mitchie is not happy about this because she's Mm -mm. like well i have kitchen duty so i'd have hoped caitlin doesn't see me but scene ends mitchie's not happy caitlin's not happy tess is very happy true um so next scene mitchie is like walking with a box of tortillas from the kitchen runs shane runs into her randomly and he basically wants to play a song for her he wants her to hear this new song and i was like are they falling in love or is this are, are they in love right like all all he said i want to run something by you and i was like do you even know her name i don't even think she said her name to right. you like he plays how- the song gotta yeah. find you and it's a great song oh my god you're the voice i hear inside my head i just i didn't know what song was coming and then that came and i was like oh my great god song. yes yeah. uh and she loves it and then okay i have a question this is my question so we hear it's like a large chunk of the song. I'd say it's like half the song. Like this is a long moment we get of um, Shane playing this to Mitchie out on whatever mm-hmm. the dock, wherever they are. Genuine question. What are you supposed to do when there is one singular person playing a song <laughs> to slash for you? Asking for I, w- <laughs> I would look at the guitar. Okay. And just like and stare. just smile. <laughs> Like it's I would so like, awkward. I would like bop a little bit to the song, and I would look at mm-hmm. the guitar. I would switch back and forth between looking at them and looking at the guitar. Um, yeah, never been in that situation. I don't think I ever will be in that situation. I have to say, it's just like I. I'm trying to think because I feel like me as a person would have been in this situation. Just just knowing how I live my life, I don't know. I think I have, but like, like I've been adjacent to someone playing the guitar when it's just us. I have an idea. <laughs> Let's ask Annie to play a song for okay. just us and just see what happens organically. And then you can try different things out and see what works because it's Annie. So she'll do it a bunch of times for us. That sounds fantastic. You know I, need a, I need a test hey, drive. Annie, when you get to this part of the pod, can you please text us and let us know if you'll do that for us? Thank you. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> So Mitchie goes back into the kitchen with this box of tortillas. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm pausing you for one second because there are two other important things that happen right here. Oh. In this, after the song, whatever, she says she likes it. He then was like, yeah, I heard this girl singing and it just like inspired me. I wanted to just, you know, write something. I wanted to go back to my old stuff. So he's like, I heard this girl singing. It was her. She doesn't know that. None of them know that. And then they talk about blah, 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 each other. And he says you seem different like good different so like yes it is clear that they like love each other they have a crush um and mitchy's like feeling herself after that now she's in the yes kitchen. definitely <laughs> okay now she's in the kitchen with this giant box of tortillas she sees caitlin in the kitchen she's like oh my god so she's trying to hide herself with the box of tortillas caitlin is like trying to introduce herself to her <laughs> and she's like running away with the box of tortillas and slips on like 
what's like a bucket of water basically mm-hmm. falls the tortillas spill all over her the water spills everywhere obviously caitlin sees her and she's like how long did you think you were going to keep your little secret and Oof. caitlin's like super rude about it because she's not happy at all oh she's pissed and my my first thought was is caitlin gonna tell because that's what it sounded like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well yeah mm-hmm. so I, first of all i was like one caitlin is pissed but two she is also correct like for being so mad at her mm-hmm. um for lying to them you know and she's like you know this is like stupid and immature you were hiding behind this lie and uh mitchy was like fine go tell everybody and she's just like i i should go tell everybody like that's what you fucking deserve like how dare you like lie to all of us but she also wants to know she i think she asked her like why she's like i want to know the full story before i can right. tell everybody um but i don't think she actually ever gets there because i think the mom walks in and is like what yes. is going on um right. and, and she's like nothing yeah and caitlin like storms out and mitchy tries to follow her and mom's like nah you'll deal with that later and yeah so caitlin's pissed mitchy's upset she's like everyone's gonna find out uh and then it's pajama jam <laughs> it's pajama jam now when we enter pajama jam the first thing we see is tess walking in with one of those like 17 magazines or whatever and she's basically like oh like i'm shane's type like we have the same favorite color or what one of those Ugh. stupid quizzes that yeah, like yeah, tells yeah. you if you're the soulmate of um a celebrity and so <laughs> clearly she's into shane so i'm like oh my god yes. this is going to be another reason she's going to hate mitchy mm-hmm. um but it's pajama jam that's way more important right now yes um, she also in in that like little whatever magazine scene she told the backup dancers she told them like oh we're wearing green tonight because it's shane's favorite color uh green hoodies white shorts that's what we're wearing so she walks into pajama gym guess what this bitch is not wearing (laughs) a green hoodie and white pants exactly guess what guess what mitchy is wearing a juicy couture green hoodie did you catch the j this time (laughs) did you catch the j this time i did Thank God. Oh my God. You're, I love it. This The Juicy Couture, couture sweatsuit is just like a staple for it's decoms. A staple. It's, it's a, a staple. staple. It's incredible. And 2008 was, I'd say, toward the end of when they I were agree. popular, but it was still popular enough. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, Tess is super sus. She's like, well, like the lead singer doesn't wear the same thing as everyone else. They're like, okay, you didn't tell us that, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so, Caitlin is up first. Mm-hmm. She starts performing her DJing mixtape. She's killing it. It's amazing. amazing. Incredible. Shane but vibing. <laughs> Shane is vibing. But Tess is so intimidated by Caitlin doing well that literally she just goes, oh my God, a snake, a snake. And so they cut the music, obviously. And I forget who the adult was, but they're just like, D. <laughs> yeah, D's like, that's an extension cord. Like, and she's like, oh, my bad. And Caitlin's like, what the F? Like, why did you do that? Like, what? why mm-hmm. are you so rude, basically? And she's, like, super upset, and she storms out. Um, and Shane is also, like, not impressed by Kay- by Tess's freak out. He basically did, like, a SMH, like, in real life and, like, bounced. Right. And then as uh, Caitlin is yelling at Tess for being like, why are you so intimidated by me? Tess does something that's very important. She pulls a whatever major loser. What? Ever major ever loser. major loser, which I just gotta say, this reminded me of a very important movie. Please tell me you also were reminded of Twitches. Obviously, at the end of their movie do a whatever loser, and I was like, huh, weird that they yes. would like repeat this line. 
Um, and I had to make sure it was a repeat because yes, Twitches did come out in 2005. So that was three years earlier. And I was like, right. They're just going to steal that line and just insert it in this movie with a major and think they can get away with it. It, I I mean, they're stealing from themselves. They're plagiarizing themselves. It's so, it's so weird. Uh, But I heard that and I was like, wait, what? Like, I know that it's not from this. But anyway. Also, I realized that Caitlin hadn't stormed out yet because the next thing is that Mitchie goes, "Um, that's so last year. Like, I think everyone knew that was so last year. Well, I guess not everyone. And just totally rips Tess a new one. And Caitlin like smirks. And so this is like, Mitchie is starting to like realign herself, I think. Yes. And this is the point in the movie where I had to just pause because I was so shocked. I was like, this took me by surprise, Mitchie's actions right here, that I literally had to just like pause and take it in. And I was like, I was writing notes so like fast and frivolously like typing things down that I was like, what is happening? Like one thing after another. Um, I and just pleasantly surprised. I loved that. I loved that move. And Caitlin clearly loved that move. She was just like, hmm, okay. Like she was like also surprised, taken aback that Mitchie would like stand up for her. Also because in that moment, she says that, but then continues to leave with Tess and the game. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. That was confusing. Yeah, to me. but I Whatever. think she just didn't know if Caitlin would like accept her back yet. Yeah, but Caitlin like had this little smirk, like, hmm, okay, okay. And also in the plot twist of the century, which is not actually a plot twist, in one of the very next scenes, we find out that Caitlin and Tess used to be friends. Oh, classic decom trope, right? Of course, we were friends once. <laughs> yeah. And then I think in also this scene where she says that we find out while Shane is like on the phone with his brothers, I think Mm -hmm. officially after he said it to Mitchie that he wants to find quote the girl with the voice. Yes. The girl with the Um, voice. And he doesn't know it's Mitchie yet. And it's going to be Cinderella style. Oh my God. I love it. So then he purposely, um, I think it's the drummer guy. He like purposely brings in the drummer guy and is like, hey, I have a favor. And basically wants him to like start this rumor type thing of, or like telephone type thing of like, I'm looking for this girl with the voice so that everyone, like it spreads around the camp and everyone hears it. So everyone starts trying to sing around him. And it's so, a montage. It's it, a montage. It is a montage. It's a, it's a start the party of, montage. It's a montage of everyone singing terribly around him, and none of them are the one with the voice. Yeah. And, and of course, Mitchie has no idea that it's her, so she doesn't even try. Nope. She's like, he's never heard me sing. It's not me. Ugh. Right. I, ugh, I wish. And then and they go re- canoeing. <laughs> right. Right at the end of this montage, she walks up to him finishing a song and they go canoeing. I was like, are they dating? Are they in love? Like, Seriously. what is happening? Like, how? Like, it's like, I love that they could just so naturally be this open with each other and like, you know, down for hanging out. But like, it just it seems like there's something missing that I'm like, what? When did this happen? <laughs> exactly. And but like, they have a good conversation in the canoe. Like, Mitchie tells him, like, he's not like a pop star jerk. And he's like, well, you must know what it's like, like to have this fame mm. or whatever. And you could tell by her face that like she wishes he knew the truth. Yes. She hates that this lie is still, you know, a big part of like them knowing each other. Yes. The and worst part, however, of the whole thing is that Tess sees them canoeing mm-hmm. and I, she's fuming. Right before this happened, I literally wrote, does no one see them hanging out or like think it's significant in any way, right. shape or form? And then like three seconds later, Tess sees them. And I'm like, yeah. cool, cool, cool. We got there. Um, yeah. She's pissed. And she's, you know, obviously incredibly jealous because she wants to date Shane. Of course. You know, because they both love the color green. I don't know. 
Um, so next scene is, it seems like it might be a day later, a couple days later. It's kind of unclear, but Tess sees Mitchie leaving the kitchen and like giving her mom a kiss on the cheek goodbye. Mm-hmm. And her whole face says, I'm about to destroy your life. <laughs> That's exactly what it says. <laughs> this bitch, she's got the match. She's ready to set the whole thing ablaze. She's right. ready. She's ready. Yeah, and, and and this is exactly where it happens, actually, at some other performance that they have. They don't call it a jam, I don't think, but Shane no. says he's going to sing, and they're like, we actually have two more guests, and it's all of Connect 3, it's and they're Connect performing. Three. <laughs> they sing the song, Play My Music. Incredible song. Incredible, Incredible. song. I just want to play my music. And I, this is when I literally just wrote, I love the Jonas Brothers, and I, like, I still do. I love the Jonas Brothers. So I, Joe was always, I wasn't a huge Jonas Brothers fan, but Joe was always my favorite Jonas Brother. But when this song was happening, I was thinking like, I could see why people liked Nick. Yeah. He was like, I don't know, the little cute one, I guess. I was a Joe person as well, for what it's worth. Yeah, Um, that makes sense. I do think it's very strange how Kevin, the eldest Jonas Brother of the three, um, is made out to be like the dumb one in this movie. Like, why yeah. did they do that to him? Like, it's almost like he picked that trope for himself. Like, it, right? it wasn't necessary. So, <laughs> oh, it's so weird. I don't know. Um, so the song ends. Everyone loves it, and they're all kind of like gathered around after their performance. And Tess yells in front of everyone, "Mitchie, tell us about your mom again." What and a just bitch. like go- is asking like all these rhetorical questions to basically let Mitchie know that she knows. Yeah. And the good thing is, like, upon Mitchie's first response, she doesn't lie. She's just like, yeah. she's not the president of, of Toon TV or whatever. She And Tess makes her say it in front of everyone. It's, like, so mean. Caitlin's like, why are you doing this? Yeah, because Caitlin obviously knows the truth, and so she's just trying to, I don't know, get her to say what's, like, the truth, which she does. She literally says that, or, you know, her mom's the, the cook here at the camp. And then Tess says, so your mom cooks our food? And I'm like, ew. Like, the the classism in her voice right. is just, like, disgusting. Like, I right. was infuriated. I was so pissed at fucking Tess. Uh, and you know who else is infuriated, but not Shane. at Tess? Shane. He's so mad. He's so yelling mad. at Mitchie. Mitchie starts crying. Um, and he looks like he's gonna cry. He too, looks honestly. like I thought he was going to it's cry. So dramatic. He's like, You're just like everyone else. Like, you know, I'll catch you when you do your interview with like TMZ or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. Like, um, he's like, You just wanted, you know, to talk to me the same reason everyone else does. And she's like, It's not like that, please. Um, so dramatic. So, so dramatic. dramatic. Everyone is just devastated. Everyone's hurt. Um, everyone's hurt. Even uh the uncle was like, You you good, bro? Like you looked crushed. Like, and he's just like uh, I guess I just I'll never like anybody ever again. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Dramatic, <Relax>. but okay. <laughs> right. Um, so the next scene, and this is where I thought you were right with what you said before, is Tess back in the cabin and she finds Mitchie's songbook. And so I thought at this point she was gonna find one of Mitchie's songs and pretend to be the girl with the voice. Same. Because it doesn't so happen though. She, it's because she overhears Shane singing This Is Real, This Is Me. Like he because he's talking either to his brothers or to the uncle or whatever, and he's just like, I can't get this song out of my head. And he sings it. Right. Tess realizes, oh shit, that is uh Mitchie's song. And like goes through her thing yeah i thought she was i thought she was gonna like rip the cover off of the yep. notebook and like write tests on it like i had all these what conspiracies you, in my head what do you think was the point of them showing her taking the book because she doesn't do anything with it i think it's just like confirmation for her that he's talking about mitchy like maybe uh, she didn't remember if that was okay. mitchy's song or whatever like 
she was like, huh, that sounds familiar. And then like read the book and was like, okay, confirmed. He's talking about Mitchie. Fuck this bitch. Let's ruin her life again. Um, makes sense. Yeah. Which, but yeah, I had all these conspiracies of how she was going to use that book. Yeah. Um, anyway, we go to hip hop class and <laughs> fucking Mitchie walks in and Tess just says, what a joke. And I'm like, are you? excuse me like it's just so rude and everyone is kind of like agreeing with tess yeah they're all and mad the, at her the worst part is that shane walks in and he gives this mean speech and is just oh subbing mitchie the whole time here's the thing is i couldn't tell if one subbing he's literally staring at her when he, <laughs> when he gives this speech a sub where you tag the person in <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> it's just a reply um, i couldn't tell if he was like being mean and hateful but also trying to like tell her that like she doesn't have to lie about who she is mm-hmm. at the same mm-hmm. time because I quoted most of it and he says it's not all about your image none of it means anything unless people see who you are and your music has to be who you are it's got to show how you feel otherwise it doesn't mean anything and so I'm like are are you like telling her like encouraging her to be herself are you pissed that she was lying is it like all of the above it was very confusing but he was literally saying it at her and she is just crying in the corner brutal brutal um but the thing is i think from this speech and a later heart to heart with her mom where her mom's like your music is great Mm -hmm. she actually does gain some confidence in herself because the very next time tess is mean to her she's like she says tess stop talking to me like that stop talking to everyone like that i'm a much better person than someone who feels good when they're mean to everyone else go off mitchy yes she finally yes. gains a little bit of confidence in herself. So the way you posing Shane's speech like that makes me think maybe that was part of what gave her confidence. Yeah, I think it was like a little bit to be like, hey, you didn't have to lie, but also I'm still pretty pissed at you for lying. Right. Um, and then we get notice that Final Jam is in five days. And what do we get with this? Montage number two. <laughs> Montage number two. Of everyone prepping for Final Jam. Mm-hmm. People- and then we get to, I think the it says like, one day or one something day, yeah. or whatever. Like the, and the montage cuts. Yep. We get to the most heartbreaking scene in the whole movie. Oh my gosh. I'm going to try to summarize quickly because I can't relive it because it was so frustrating. <laughs> I can't relive it for an extended period of time. Basically, Tess comes in to the kitchen with the camp director and she's like, they stole my charm bracelet. And Caitlin and Mitchie are like, what are you talking about? No, we didn't. Feel free to look around. We didn't take anything. She basically planted the bracelet and he sees it there and he's like, well, you know, I, I hear that you're saying she's a liar, but the evidence is right here. Like you two are excluded from final jam. You cannot, you cannot be part of any camp activities until the end of final jam. And in my head, I was like, this is a loophole. Yes. Cause he said end of final jam, like four times, like four times. Right? Yeah. And almost immediately, the two of them are, like, on the pier. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And Demi gets a huge smile. Sorry, Mitchie. And I was like, this must be her thinking of the loophole. She's like, I have an idea. I was like, this must be what it is. Yeah. And then we get to final jam. We get to final jam. We get to final jam. Basically, we get to Tess and uh, Peggy and Ella, and they are practicing for their performance. And in classic test fashion she's being an absolute bitch and she's just like oh my god i always have to pick up your guys's slack you guys are so bad and then peggy has had enough she goes off on test she goes i'm sick and tired of picking up your slack like you don't you're so fucking rude like she just basically goes off and is like i'm done i'm out 
she leaves and then she's like oh fine we don't need her and ella's like no fuck you do it yourself i'm done too and they're out they're done both of them done bye it's it is like minutes before final jam i was so happy so happy i loved it so the first performance is the hasta la vista crew which i remember loving this song like literally singing and dancing to this with my sister for sure i love that vista I want to say goodbye to you so good wasn't it amazing <laughs> it was fantastic i was just they had trampolines they had rapping it was beautiful amazing. Uh, ella joined and somehow knew everything even though yeah, she i was like was she gonna be part act. of was she gonna be part of multiple ones but whatever Which seems unlikely with the way that tess runs her ship that she'd ever let someone have exactly. two gigs yeah um so i was just confused by that um so yeah beautiful performance fantastic and then next up, we have the It Girls featuring Tess. And what do we get right as Tess on is going to come on and perform? Uh, we see her mom sitting down in the audience. And so her Tess mom has, shows up. Yeah, Tess is like so happy. She's like, oh my God, my mom's going to be here. It's going to be great, even though these two girls fucking just left me, whatever. She doesn't care. She doesn't need anybody else, obviously. Right. Um, she also somehow has like a whole entire group of choreographed dancers with mirrors going around i don't know and she sings this song that are two stars are brighter than one um is that it <laughs> i honestly didn't even write it down that's what i have written down which i guess is trying to convince shane to love her basically is how i interpret it right i was just paying attention to the fact that halfway through the song tess's mom gets up and is like on the phone and tess is so upset and distracted by this that she totally messes up she like stumbles on stage and she doesn't even finish the song Nope. And I wrote, good, honestly, I don't feel sorry for her. She like goes backstage <laughs> and starts crying. And I, I, I truly didn't feel bad. I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I didn't either. I just wrote, oh no, now she's crying. <laughs> but that's all I wrote. Um, and then they're like, okay, it's almost the end of Final Jam. But oh no, we have one late entry. And that is Margaret Dupree. And I said, oh, that's Peggy. And of course, it's Peggy. And holy shit. Peggy comes out with this guitar. She just turns this guitar. She is strumming the shit out of this guitar. And she, I don't, oh, it's called Here I Am. That's the song, Here I Am. And along with this song, we get our third little montage because we get little snippets and clips of all the times yes. that Tess has been an absolute bitch throughout the movie. Yes, a montage of Tess being the worst. <laughs> Which I thought I wrote, wow, Disney truly outdid themselves here. It is a, a, Vo- a song over of a montage yes but the, the song over is a scene that is happening simultaneously it's incredible it was incredible i was um, amazed amazed honestly and you know she finished everybody loved her it was fantastic she was like emotional after it because like clearly she's been wanting to do that for so long right I personally loved this for her. I was so stoked. I was like, yes, Peggy, fucking do it. Um, and then she got off stage and Tess tells her that she was really good and that she's sorry. And I was like, mm. and then the girls kind of just like look at her and then they walk away. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, cool. touch too they late, don't, Tess. Touch they don't accept late. that apology because, yeah, exactly. It's too late. It's too right. late to apologize. So <laughs> the camp director gets on stage and he's like, and that is the end of Final Jam. And then you see Mitchie, she comes out. It's the song that Shane overheard. I was like, oh my God, will Shane realize? Obviously he does. As soon as she starts singing, there's like a slow-mo of him turning around dramatically. (laughs) 
So um, somehow he knows all of the lyrics, I guess, because he was practicing the song as well. Yeah, it was he stuck starts in his head. singing with her. So now the two of them are just singing the song together, which it somehow became a duet, and Mitchie somehow knew which parts were hers and which were his. And then he puts his own song into it. He starts singing like the song he sang on the dock to her, and then she knows those parts as well. It's it's amazing. The hair I wrote honestly a duet for the ages. <laughs> It is a duet for the ages. It was beautiful. Um, it was amazing. So when they're done, they announce the winner of Final Jam, which is Margaret, a.k.a. Peggy. We're well so deserved. happy for her. Very well deserved. Um, and I guess Tess's new thing becomes telling everyone that they're really great thinking that they'll forgive her. And it's so disingenuous because she like <laughs> says the same thing to Mitchie behind stage right after they announce Margaret as the winner. True. She does um, like she has it with this uh she adds a line that's like everyone deserves to get told they're really great like when they are and i think i think that stems from the fact that her mom doesn't tell her that she's really great yeah that Um, makes sense but like yeah i don't know she's she's trying and everyone's like "Mm, thanks (laughs) and uh but what she does tell mitchy and caitlin also is she's like i told him that you guys didn't take the bracelet yes so that's good at least that is nice um and then we get, I think, uh, just a scene of Mitchie with her parents and they're like, oh, we're sorry that like you didn't win. And she's like, or I don't know. But then she's like, I won the best summer of my life. And I was like, oh, how nice. I wrote all too. <laughs> I wrote all like 14 times because then we get um, Mitchie and Shane and they're just like so smitten with each other. Like they're just like so excited to like know that. that she was the voice and that they sang together so well and then they make this little joke about going for a canoe ride and I was like oh my god like it was just it was really cute because sometimes I feel like these scenes can be really gross or weird or uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and I was I loved their love that's it I did me too (laughs) um so then we get the final the final jam jam session yes which is them singing the we rock we rock we rock song And it's just all of them jamming, all doing their own unique talent, dancing, drumming, singing, DJing. And it's incredible and a great way to end the movie. It's fantastic. It's, it's Camp Rock. I'm going straight into my post-movie thoughts. Do it. Because they, they are the exact last word I just had as a comment, which is incredible. Amazing. Even better than I remembered. I forgot how much of a bop every song is. The storyline also made a ton of sense. Like everything happened chronologically. Everything made sense to me. Everything was relevant. Um, This one came out when I was 12. So it actually makes sense that I remembered it better. Actually, no, wait, I was 14. 14. Yeah, I was 14. So it does make sense that I remembered it better than other ones. And it's like this other type of nostalgia to me, which is like, it's nostalgic because I remember it. It's not nostalgic because it's a fuzzy memory, I guess. Mm. No, that um, makes sense. Yeah. Also love almost everyone in this movie from Jobos to Demi and of course my girl Allison Stoner, um, which as I'll reveal and will reveal for Danielle as well, <laughs> I, I think for at least the last 15 years of my life, I've had a crush on Allison Stoner. 1000%. It's yeah. what I've come I to realize. I think you do as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, the- and I mean, look, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Literally, who wouldn't? The first word of my post-movie thoughts is just WOW in all caps. I'm sorry, wait, I do have my last line of my post-movie thoughts. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Thank you, Disney. (laughs) Okay, now go ahead. (laughs) 
Thank you. <laughs> All good. It was, they need it. Um, but yes, wow. And I said, how have I never seen this movie? I just, I don't know how I avoided it for so long. I don't know why I avoided it for so long. Um, it was just a treat and I just loved it. There are so many good actors and key people in this movie, which blew me away. Tess was an absolute major bitch. Um, I'm glad she was able to like somewhat atone for some of her sins towards the end, but like whatever. Sins. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously, she did. She was a bitch. She sinned the whole movie. I still don't get the name Mitchie, but cool. I uh, This is where I bring up, I love just how cool, calm, and collected she was around Shane all the time. I don't know what it was, but I just thought it was really lovely how they just kind of like melted around each other and how their crushes made me not feel awkward but actually were like oh um this movie has fucking bops 1000 percent. and i honestly i was i was expecting there to be more songs like i feel like in high school musical it's like every other mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. you get a song mm-hmm. that like not is just a song in the movie but like that helps move plot along like there wasn't uh, the plot songs here they were just no like, there wasn't there was just performance songs which i thought was fine they were like gently sprinkled in and just i feel like made me enjoy them more maybe i don't know um but most importantly i think i'm in love with allison stoner and i have been for over a decade that's what i yes, realized i agree I, because I have always like loved her as a as a person ever since she danced in that first Missy Elliott video. That was like mm-hmm. where it all started. But I think I'm just realizing now that it was like a, a deep crush and love. Yeah, for her and same. Not just like an appreciation. I didn't know it, but now I do. But now I do, um, and I'm okay with it. I'm very okay with it. It's fantastic, and I think that's a great way to end this pod. A a we had the exact same final thought on this movie. Alison <laughs> Stoner. Excellent. Um, fantastic. I'm so thank you for picking this one and for making me watch it because thank I loved me, it. thank myself. Yes, yeah, <laughs> thank thank you, Disney. Thank you, Natalie. <laughs> All the I was like, yous. I can't. I was like thinking we had to hold off on this one for a while because it's like for a while uh, a big it's one. so new. Mm. No, oh, because okay. it's like 2008. It's like not in that era, but it, it, we had to do it. It's amazing. No, we had to do it. I'm glad we did. It was fantastic. Um, yeah, and that's that's that, folks. Um, if you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Disney plus or minus all spelled out. You can find us on Twitter at Disney plus or underscore. You can go to anchor.fm slash Disney plus or minus and you can leave us a voice memo. Uh, tell us what you think. Um, you can also leave us uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And we'll catch you, you on the You said it one. different this time. I did. You changed it up in the beginning and in the end. You know what? I was I was a different person today. I was I love that. Thank was, you for I that. I was riding the TikTok high and uh <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Just what I'm feeling. All right everyone, thanks for listening. Bye. See you next time. Bye. See ya.